Welcome to the Found Podcast, a sort of after show for City Reach Oakton's 5pm service, a place to gather as a church to worship God and hear relevant Bible teaching aimed at youth and young adults. We're here to reflect on the sermons and share what we got out of it to help all of us live a life for God's glory. Today we finish Matthew 9 by overcoming comfortable religion with vulnerable faith. Hello everyone, welcome to the 22nd episode of the Found Podcast. I am Deacon Percy, and uh, the person joining me is McKenna Paul. Oh, okay. Oh, so you did it. <laughs> well, you said my name this time. Wow. Yeah, you did it last week. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, yeah. Just, I'm just being a hypocrite. Uh, Fair enough. Although you said the 22nd episode, not the 21st. No, I said the 21st. I thought you said the 22nd. I'm pretty sure I didn't. Well, viewers at home uh, or out and about, wherever you are, take a note and bully me in person if I did say the 22nd. It's episode 21 of the podcast, though. Either way, welcome back. Uh, we're, we're here again, as we are. This is all we do. We, we go to church on Sunday. We go to sleep and hibernate for a few days. Wake up on Wednesday, <laughs> plan the podcast, record it, and then hibernate again. And if you see us in public or anywhere else between those days, there are body doubles. So, yeah, anyway. Yeah. How doth thou be, McKenna? Uh, Douth is pretty good. Slightly rough times and just like COVID has intensified a bit closer to home. But besides that, I myself am doing pretty well. How about you? Yeah. Um, all right. I mean been a bit busy which is hasn't been too bad because it's mostly of my own accord youth starts up again this week so i'm excited for that hopefully that'll go well i've been catching up with some people lately that's been good and yeah sounds yeah. good let's get into today's found sermon shall we which is well the there final was no part. found sermon today the, the found sermon was on sunday but yes yeah yes that's true but that found sermon, which is called True Self-Awareness, which is by a good friend, Tony Watts. I mean, I guess he's our friend, but he's also our boss at youth. So, yeah. yeah. So it's it's yeah. like a very, you know, we're always treading a fine line on that, like, mm. you know, professional, personal relationship. For sure. For sure. This is the final part of our Let's Faith It series for this part of Matthew 9. Let's Faith It uh, Part 2, Part 3. Yes, exactly. Thank you. And which was Matthew chapter 9, verse 27 to 34. And now we're sort of looking at basically the end. There's a little there's a little passage after this, but this is all about Jesus heals the blind and the mute. And this is a very interesting passage. So, uh, Deacon, what was the main theme that Tony wanted to express through this? Comfortable religion versus vulnerable faith. So, it's a, you know, it's about that point where we sort of stop growing and we become comfortable in our religion while we may want it to be the case. We don't, we've sort of stopped actively seeking to know more about God and to spend time with him, that kind of thing. Mm. Yeah. And I suppose the idea is that we go, we, we grow more by actually being vulnerable and open and challenged and, um, Chasing and them. encountering Jesus, yeah, and we see that in in this passage. You know, so you know, you know, these two blind men uh, follow Jesus. They ask for mercy, and Jesus basically asks him, "Do you believe that I am able to do this? I'm able to heal you." And, and he said, and they say, "Yes, Lord." And 
Yeah, and that's in verse 28. And that's really an amazing thing because then Jesus goes on to say, according to your faith, let it be done to you. You know, this idea that uh, despite the fact that they are blind physically, they are spiritually aware. They are aware that Jesus is the source of, I suppose, their fulfillment and their healing and their mercy. And then in that same passage, it is contrasted with Jesus um, sending out demon-possessed people and driving them out. And the Pharisees who are there basically being unaware of the need for mercy and so being blinded by the social standing. Mm. And yes, even though they have physical sight, they are spiritually blind. Because it says in verse 34, the passage ends with the, the Pharisees saying, it is by the prince of demons that he drives out demons. Uh, so even giving credit to Jesus, which is a very shocking thing for them to say, I must say. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but I suppose what's interesting is that it's the Pharisees just show they're unaware of their need for mercy. Yeah, yeah, like I said, for blind about social standing, they've become very cynical. And this is what Tony sort of does. He compares these two, uh, these two people who are completely different. uh, The only similarity, yeah. I mean, yeah, and the only similarity is their awareness of social standing. And one of them knows that they are that they they need God, and the other ones, the Pharisees, are so high up that they don't think they need Him really. Yeah, and the comparison to the strawberry milk thing was a joke but tony did make a metaphor about strawberry milk but we'll get into yeah. that let's get into that because yeah like, like come to religion or being spiritually static drives out vulnerable faith not essentially being content replaces a first for jesus but, and i say replaced yeah. not in the sense of the same thing it replaces it but underwhelmingly so and i guess tony keeps using this illustration about uh, strawberry milk is nice and something that his niece always liked. And it was the same thing over and over again, but it was never, but eventually they didn't really have it anymore. They just sort of didn't really care about it. It didn't quench their first. And so eventually, you know, it's not really used. And in that same way, if we don't really give the right thing for our, I suppose, spiritual fuel, then it's not going to quench the first that we need. Eventually we're just going to become not really on fire for Jesus anymore. Yeah. And so I suppose from that, Tony, I suppose, concludes overall that we need to be self-aware of where we're at in our faith and the fact that we often aren't desiring at um, vulnerable, a vulnerable faith and, and therefore we need fresh encounters with Jesus. And he then connects that with Psalm 63, which is a beautiful psalm. good psalm. Really, that talks about, you know, I think uh, the author of that psalm just describes being out in the desert, thirsting for God, um, wanting him, um, his right hand, holding him up, not him holding on to him. It's Jesus, how he does everything and how he is the one that that, that can fully, fully fulfill us. So, Deacon, what do you think of the sermon? Of the sermon? Uh, I found it pretty impactful in its theming. Um, I think, like, the idea of comfortable religion is something that I've found to be struggling with myself lately, uh, particularly since, you know, the break started. I think I disagree with strawberry milk metaphor entirely because I don't like strawberry milk, so it would never hit the spot regardless. But other than that, fine uh, fine job, I suppose. Uh, Getting back into it, uh, I feel like I'm kind of in this, like, that, that state of uh, quote-unquote spiritual static 
as of now and that I need those fresh experiences with Jesus that Tony was talking about. Hopefully, the discussion in this episode will force me into a way, uh, force me to find a solution out of that comfortable religion and back into vulnerable faith and that desire to know God more. Um, and also gotten me wanting to be more active in expressing my faith out in the world rather than just like having it confined to the time we spend at church, which is normally the case. It's normally just me feeling like, you know, oh yeah, I want to know God more at church. And then when I get home, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm a little exhausted. I'll, I'll pray and read tomorrow. But the sermon definitely confronted those issues that I've been dealing with as of late. So I guess it came at the perfect time as well. But yeah, McKenna, how about you? What did you think? I'm with you and just saying as well that, you know, for a discussion, I hope also that we can find, I suppose, ways to be more convicted and challenged in our faith. And from that, you know, Tony's sermon is quite convicted and challenging in the sense of his desire for us and for himself to actually uh, truly first for Jesus. Um, as Tony's sermons often are, they are quite challenging. Um, mm. And, you know, throughout this sermon, I was thinking about as with if my faith is vulnerable and static, as he's describing, and he sort of is emphasizing that he he believes that a lot of people like this, and I think, you know, I guess that is a fair thing uh, to think. And initially, I thought actually that I've been quite active, really, uh, in my faith this past uh, month and a bit, at the very least. And then I considered if I was just sort of, I suppose, fooling myself, but it's one of those things, you know, when you see them, they go, oh, my faith is good. But then, like, are you just tricking yourself? Or, you know, is the devil tricking you and just thinking that's you stay content? As he described it himself, you know, a lot of people say, oh, it's good, but it could be better. And I think I'm, I think I'm there as well. You know, I want to, I want to keep that going and I want to keep pushing myself more. I want uh, to mm-hmm. want it, as Tony sort of described when talking about Psalm 63. We want to have, what is happening in that psalm. What I don't want to be like is the Pharisees who are moralists and legalists, you know, forgetting empathy and being, not having compassion or the love that we're instructed to show through the spirit as a follower of Christ. Yeah, that's something that I've always sort of, I guess, struggled with since I have more linear thinking and more like what is what is objective, what is right sort of thing. So I, I want to try and um, sort of break out of that actually and, and be more moved in a sense also by understanding that, you know, we make so many mistakes, I make so many mistakes, um, I should have a forgiving and merciful heart, just as Jesus did, so one, wonderfully many, many times. And, and of course, I can't do that by myself, but through Christ. Yeah. And then really, I just, I just, Psalm 63 is awesome. Go and read Psalm 63. We might read some of it a bit later, but you should go and read Psalm 63 regardless. Because that, yeah. you're thirsting for God in the desert that David describes, and how, and I feel like in my mind, I came to how, the blind men were also spiritually aware. It makes me think that, I suppose, I mean, really, I mean, it's not a shocking thing, but reality is both of those two people, the blind men at David, were lacking something. Um, you know, they, one was out in the desert, one was blind. You know, these are things, though they didn't have that comfort around them physically. And I feel like sometimes we, and we really need to be reminded that we shouldn't be relying on the things of the world. That's what stops us from, that's, that's what allows us to rely on God is by stopping yeah. us relying on things of the world, relying on comfort. You'll yeah, go back to idolatry again. Yeah, exactly. And even then, if we deprive ourselves sometimes of these comforts that we have around us to 
ensure that we are actually relying on, on, on God, then that's a worthy sacrifice. Because if we want to want the idea that we thirst for God and we get everything from him, then why not take all distractions away? Yeah, destroy them if you have to. Yeah, I mean that's I mean that's a very extreme and not always the answer because a lot of because <laughs> a lot of things in the world can also be helpful in our faith as well, like a phone with the Bible and stuff, but also that can be very distracting to us and lead us to un- not be productive. So there's gonna be a balance in that, but even spending periods where you put distractions away, you know, and that's often why people do fasting in that sense as well. And that's a hmm. great thing to do. And I think that really brings us into I suppose how do we practically overcome a static and comfortable faith and instead have an active and vulnerable faith. And it is not only putting aside those distractions, but uh, putting yourself out there, challenging yourself and putting yourself uh, in uncomfortable situations. Deacon, do you want to expand on that? Like how to, about challenging ourselves? When it comes to challenging ourselves, it's, you know, uh, it's about uh, not only ourselves, but our faith. Yeah. I don't know how exactly I can illustrate how uh, we can challenge ourselves and our faith like practically but it's about making sure that we're not comfortable i guess which not to say comfort's always like a bad thing because you know there are certain comforts that are good and sometimes a lack of comfort can lead to stress which isn't good but in this instance it's about like challenging ourselves in a way that can bring us closer to god going back to those uh, then this going back to that necessity for needing fresh experiences with Jesus. It's about putting ourselves in unfamiliar territory to overcome those and come closer to God. You know, is pretty good for us, I think. Well, depending on what the the challenge to our faith and ourselves is, but yeah. And I think um to get into like a like a personal detail. I think the last time I had that fresh experience was when I got baptized back in October um, and I felt that's that was like at a, a peak which I haven't been able to uh, reach since and it's been on like a bit of, of a decline at least since like um, you know youth and church ended for the year and we just had that break but uh, I want to be able to I've been saying I want to I want to want God more and get back up to that point again as passionate about my faith and growing closer to God as I was back then and also i think that in order to achieve that kind of growth and to move forward we need to be honest with ourselves and our struggles or rather where we struggle uh we need to be honest with ourselves we need to be honest with jesus and we need to be like this is just a suggestion but also it might help to open up to others at least in like my experience it definitely has just make sure that you're all still relying on god for your strength rather than just trying to sort it out yourselves because mm. you know there's only so much we can do our own, on our own wise words for yeah. sure and oh thank you i mean really, at the end of the day we can't become like growing christ or overcome a sin and growing righteousness without god and his spirit mm. and his and his desire for it so for sure we we need mm. him throughout all of this and Jump beyond your idea about, you know, to be honest with ourselves and where we struggle and share that um, with others we trust. I think, I think you're totally right. Like, have a vulnerable faith. You I mean, that's, that's pretty much what's solely helped me to, like, I don't think I've ever been able to grow on my faith by myself. It's always been having others to, like, help me 
realize how I can grow and be passionate about God. So building up, I guess, what you're all saying as well is just, you know, because if we are to be vulnerable, have a vulnerable faith, we need to be vulnerable with fellow Christians as well and vulnerable with ourselves and most importantly, vulnerable with Christ. I mean, he yeah. knows everything already, but but he wants us to also share that with him. And it is often helpful, as you said, you know, I mean, I, I mean, we talk about doing it with a trusted friend as well and, and talking about these struggles. And that's kind of the great thing about even this podcast is that I trust you and you trust me and we talk about our struggles on this platform that's what you know is how these conversations can be fruitful is because we are being vulnerable and honest and and i really encourage everyone you know like get together with one of them and have and have a good talk you know it will have to be about your faith or christ um directly but just you know have to have a good time with them and really spend time being vulnerable and honest about where you're at in your life and yeah. even if you don't know them that well um you don't have that or you don't really have any um, I suppose deep Christian friends take the opportunity to develop that that friendship with them. Also, to yeah. expand on that a little, like, well, maybe not a, a, like expand, but to extend a hand if you haven't already, maybe try joining a community group because mm. those are quite helpful in they are. being honest with each other and like unifying a group to just discuss our struggles and move towards Christ. Mm. For sure. And there's usually a wide range of people. There's a, I mean, there's not like in the media group, there's a good number of people, not too much, no, not too many people to overwhelm you, but enough that there's variety in experience and what they can share. And that's really great as well. So yeah, yeah. for sure. Join a community group as well. That's a great way of not only connecting, but also of course, being able to have that, op- have that very purposeful and regular opportunity to share where you're at. I think even just as like a general activity as well, outside of that, like, you know, going on a nature walk with them, with whoever, or with multiple people and like talking about where you're at, being vulnerable, praying for one another. I think it's especially a great opportunity to at the beginning of the year where you can help pray for each other for the year ahead. You know, I did this recently. and It was a wonderful time just out in nature, walking, just walking around, uh, facing in a circle, but still really just such a wonderful and fruitful time and i highly recommend that people do try and take the opportunity particularly now that you know uni hasn't started just yet we're getting there but that would be really i feel that would be a really great idea yeah i suppose going away from even the idea of like you know being involved with others more practically as well uh of like putting yourself out there and challenging yourself is just don't even avoid public in general like don't avoid the you know, you know the people that you just see when you're walking down the street and of course you know COVID's a thing I know but you know give eye contact give a wave acknowledge them in just those simple ways and because that's really that's a, that's a small way of showing compassion or love for someone you know like Jesus himself doesn't doesn't not acknowledge everyone um, throughout yeah so you take that first step and, and I'm sort of doing a progressive build up like obviously you don't just want to stop here but like you can't stop at the highest level. Like, like the like, you know, we gotta build ourselves up. And doing stuff like this is such a great first step I found as of late. And then you might go further and start talking to strangers, like somebody just sitting in a public place. Or the guy with a knife who's glaring at you. Yeah, that guy too. Yeah, but just make sure you can disarm him. <laughs> but then also, you know, that next level, I suppose, of like giving and serving to those you need. You know, maybe like emotionally. So it could be like volunteering at like sort of specific places or even just like helping the homeless um, throughout Adelaide. Like that's really like that thought of like noticing people and putting yourself 
different people, new people, often those who don't go to church, those who might make you uncomfortable sometimes, that's challenging you. But that's also so much opportunity uh, to actually grow in your faith and to share that faith. And that's the beautiful thing about this is that, I mean, really a lot of what we've talked about the past week, um, the past two weeks in terms of application do apply here as well. But I feel like now with Tony's sermon in context, we can also now see that a lot of this serving and all this giving, this hospitality, this desire to actually spread and be on fire for God and therefore go and shout out others and therefore look out for others, not ourselves, not only benefits, of course, the people that God blesses through us, uh, it also benefits us and our spirit, our faith. And if yeah. we're not working for our own benefit, what's the point? <laughs> well, that's, I mean, that's the irony. I mean, I didn't want to <laughs> bring this up, but I mean, it is true in a sense. I don't know. I like, have you ever, like, can you really ever sit to have you ever really sat there and when you served another and never, never gone, oh man, I regretted serving that person. I regretted helping that person out. Like, I mean, maybe yeah. in some situations you might. I suppose. But maybe if, like right, so most maybe people repay kindness with kindness. So that feeling that oh, there's just that feeling of when of when of when you're helping and you feel like I think mean, recently for me I had an experience with just some guy at my shopping center just like just asked me like hey can you can you lend me some like uh, give me some money sort of thing and I didn't have any physical cash on me but I was like oh I can get you I can buy you something what would you like. He was like, nice coffee. So, you know, I went and bought a nice coffee and some bread. And I was, and I gave him that. And that was such a wonderful thing. Like, it's such a small, simple thing to do for him. And I shook his hand and, you know, said, you know, I said, God bless him. We just part our ways. But, no, that's just a wonderful thing because, I don't know, after I just said that, I was thanking God because he is using me for these, for these small things, but for these important things of serving one another. And that's, and I don't know how to even describe the feeling. But it's just such an exciting feeling. And, and puts me on fire for God. And actually, basically, I want more of this. And I think that's the thing. Once you start sort of going onto it, you suddenly want more and more. And that's it's like it, you get hooked. It's an addiction. It's an addiction, yeah. It's a drug. G- yes, but it's the best kind of addiction. But, uh, because... but the drug is called Jesus, and he loves you. Yeah. But we want more and more of him, exactly. And, and, there's, and that's a good thing, because we always need more of him in our lives. Mm. always do and we're always going to be there's no peak that we're ever going to reach in terms of like being super good christian because we are because we are inherently sinful and every day of our christian lives is sim- is is really about just growing um, our relationship with christ and our faith and our spirit in him so with that with that said jesus is the drug that cures our sickness because as jesus himself said it is not the healthy that need a doctor, but the sick. I rest my case. <laughs> For sure. Sure. We can we can summarize it like that. <laughs> yeah. We can. I mean, there's so many things that you could do. And of course, those are like big outward things, but inwardly as well, in the sense of having fresh encounters with Jesus. Because I would say going outwards often gives you those fresh encounters because you're you're, you're doing things, you're in more uncomfortable situations, you sort of yeah. see Jesus in a different way often when he's helping you through those. But, you know, inwardly as well, if you're, you know, stuck at home, you know, there are plenty of things that you can still do in your own home, I would say. Like read, prayer. Exactly. You can you can listen to the Found podcast. True, yeah. But or of course, any those other are just, Christian podcasts. 
I mean, I think the, I mean, I think the thing we should emphasize though throughout our application talk also is that as Tony pointed out, you know, just because doing, you know, like say I'm going to get up early, read the Bible every day, like that's a great thing to do. But, yeah. you know, is there, is there a desire behind it really? Hmm. Uh, and that's sort just of like a self-discipline to... thing. Yeah, exactly. And I, and I think, cause then that sort of more becomes about religion. I think the heart of what we want to do from this is really have a desire for God more, have psalm 63 so to say the vulnerable faith yeah have the vulnerable faith and go from there and so i think really like just sitting down and praying to god and asking him that you want that i think that is a first great step because you know i've been seeing again and again as of late that you know if you pray expectantly you know pray expectantly for something that god wants us to have and and desires then he will provide it and it won't be instantaneous and maybe so long time, but he will provide it. And it's uh, if we, if we want it. And so I think, you know, really just simply sitting down and, and say, I, I want to have, I want to first be God, you know, I want to want, and, and mm. you know, doing that with someone else as well and asking them to support you is a great thing as well. You know, I, you know, I, I got prayer from Tony on Sunday night. Well, I just, I think, I think starting with that foundation of passion and leaning into Christ, and then going from there, of course, the actions. Hmm. Hmm. I, think, I think we've said quite a bit for today's sermon. So yep. anything else you want to add about the sermon before we move on? I don't think so. We're running pretty long here, so I think we should, you know, okay. continue. We'll just have a quick, and I suppose, announcement slash just... Bit of a PSA. PSA about the future of Found as a church or... Um, I suppose as a section of the church and as sort of a ministry. Uh, so found the 5 p.m. service is changing and just quite a few drastically. short weeks time. Uh-huh. Quite drastically. Well, it's, uh, isn't, no, it's effective immediately, isn't it? No, we've, we've still got a few. Well, we've got a couple of more. I think we've got, well, we have two more sermons and then we sort of have the whole thing happen, if that makes sense. So basically sum it up, found is going to be taking a bit of a backseat, I guess, to the morning services. Plan is from the from the next few weeks onwards, we're only going to have one uh, found at 5pm service per month on the first Sunday of each month. So, yeah, it's going to be a pretty decent change. What that means for us, we'll figure that out, but yeah, just a forewarning that Things are changing. Yeah, it is a huge change, but I think, I mean, founders is necessarily taking a, a backseat just for the sake of it. It is also about trying to reintegrate young adults back into the whole body of the church. And, uh, yeah. and I think it's an important thing to do. So, and that's what it's about. And so the current plan, and I say current plan, I want to emphasize, this is not, I guess, like the full plan. It's subject to change, but I will just say right now that the current plan, at least, is that Deacon and I want to continue doing this podcast, and we want to ensure that we still do it weekly, and we want to do that by now instead analyzing and discuss, discussing, dissecting the morning sermons, and I, and I think and we think this will be quite fruitful because you know those morning sermons are, are targeted at you know everyone yeah. basically. And so we think it's actually going to be great because we think we can then able really specifically go, how does this sermon 
impact and apply to us as young adults. And I think that's actually going to be quite exciting. Yeah. But I mean, And this then, change, this change isn't really about us. It's just about, it's more about like, as you said, unifying everyone. So, you know, we'll figure out what we have to do, but oh yeah, for sure. But I, but I think this overall will, will produce a lot of fruit and um, benefits. I think for both, for of course the church overall, and for us being able to serve him and this podcast itself as And well. for you, dear listener. Well, yeah, if you come, yeah, if you come to church, but uh, yeah, but damn size to Deacon, there will still be a monthly found sermon, and we will cover that on the found podcast as well when they come up for First sure. Sunday of each month. First Sunday of each month, and on top of that, every every fortnight after that, we will have a community dinner on at five p.m. Yeah, so Yeah, there will come still with an empty be stomach. yes, so there will be regular found events, and if you haven't already joined the um, found Facebook. group get in on that because that will keep you uh, up to date and notify we'll of course try to keep unless you you up don't to date want you know all of your data harvested but that's up to you yeah so that's yes currently what the future of founders at make sure you know if you want to talk more about it talk more about volley or the elders or the pastors of the church as well uh, this is you know it's because a big they'll, change they'll but probably also want to hear what you have to say about it this is about trying you know to it's about everyone not just like us or the people of the morning service and we've already had discussions with like uh leaders and a couple of the church elders about like us as found attendees what we how we feel about it and what we get out of found and how that can be brought to the morning services as well so your voice will be heard if you're willing to speak up Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, but there are a lot of changes still happening. If you want to talk about more, someone get in contact. People are willing to hear. And also prayer. Prayer for the church, prayer for found. Prayer for Ollie. Really, The land I, across would be, the road. I think would be, I think it's quite new. Yeah, that too. Uh, yeah, that's, yeah. Prayer is where we should go next. Hmm. We still have a found sermon coming up this week. So we'll still be back here for the next episode. Yeah, while we still can be. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, just kidding. So, We're not. We're not going anywhere. But yeah, yeah. we're not. All right. Well, uh, until next week, then. I'm getting around. And eking out. The Found Podcast is part of C Reach's family of podcasts that bring glory to God and joy to the city. It is hosted and written by myself, McKenna Paul, and Deacon Percy. Music is by Campbell James. Our producer is Pastor Ollie Van Roof, and we are very grateful for this opportunity to serve. If you'd like to keep up with the found sermons that happen every week, then please subscribe to this podcast feed. You can also check out the City Reach Oakton podcast feed to listen to the morning sermons. You can visit City Reach Oakton in person by visiting our Sunday services that happen at 9am, 11am and 5pm. We'd love to see you there. And if you want to go deeper into the Bible, we have community groups every Wednesday at the church offices in the Red Building. Is a big glowy city reach sign. You cannot miss it. We also have the youth program on Friday nights for students from year 6 to 12. Find out more about the wider city reach family, please visit cityreach.com.au. And if you would like to send us any feedback or prayer requests, then you can email us using found at cityreach.com.au.